Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 22, season three. Jamie, how are you? It sure is. I'm good. I'm really good. Are you good? We, we are doing so much podcasting and interviewing and talking to the community and Twittering. We are in the thick of it, aren't we, mate? We are, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous at the moment. It's, it's, it's just really Full-time nice job. again. It's like, yeah. I, it's, it's like Amy said, wasn't it? We have to be careful this doesn't become the job because. I know, yeah. <laughs> but no, but I really enjoyed it because I, I think what happened, we had, we had a, a, a kind of episodes of like kind of gaps between, but there was so much going on, especially with the world opening up again to. Yeah. You know, kids have got rugby and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But we kind of like. We're getting back into it, and I forgot. Found a bit how of a rhythm I, now. Yeah, and I, I'm forgotten how much I do love this community, and we've got, we've just done an interview with Starter Set, haven't we? we Today, have li- we've literally just literally put the phone down on them right now, and they are like the coolest guys ever. We've got, um, we've got Jasper Cartwright coming up from um, Three Black Halflings next week, which I can't yep. wait for. He's such a the, the nicest guy ever. You know, yep. we had Rihanna Patchett last weekend <laughs> we've had Amy Vorpal we've just had these amazing guests come on I know but so we have different. had quite a run of guests have we not yeah it, it's it's insane and just it's, it's just reignited that love of this community again and just yeah I, I've got to say it like I mean we, we've spent a lot I don't know how long have we been in this I don't know call it 14, 15 maybe a year and a half 18 months we're getting like, there we're, we're getting there slowly yeah I, and and I know you kind of run the Twitter a little bit more, but I was thinking about it the other day. Not and I actually I think you said it, and and it occurred to me previously to you saying it. I remember thinking it that we've never been trolled once, once or twice. We've had someone just be an idiot, but it was wasn't even D and D related. I think it was just being an idiot. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. But we won't, we won't give that any leverage. But it was just like, my God, like this is such a nice community. A community. I hate to like go on about it. It's not like a radio DJ that loves everything. Like, because like, God, that brings me out in hives. But this, <laughs> it is, it is a nice place to be. Like, yeah. everyone, everyone's nice. Like, we just, like I said, we just got off the phone to start a set, boys. Like, I, wanna, I just want to go for a pint with those boys. There, there yeah. was not enough time yeah. in the show to Honestly, really talk to really talk about what we want to talk about, was there? Honestly, there isn't a week that goes by, right, where I don't have a chat with Maurus, so Paul from yeah. um, Royal Britannia. L- literally, there's not a week that goes past that we don't have a chat about something. Yeah. Jasper Cartwright from Three Black Halflings, if there's anything related to kind of football that happens between our two teams, we chat. Like yeah. it's just it's just this this weird thing. We, we we've kind of got mates now that are kind of in the community. I know. Yeah, and like and then all of a sudden, and I get an email off Amy Vorpal going, "Oh, James, can you uh, can you uh, pitch this for me?" Yeah, no problem, Amy. I'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Woman who's worked for Wizards before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I, it just it just it just keeps reminding me. Like speaking to the boys from Starter Set as well. They've been going they've been going at this for like two and a half three years. I think that's what I think they that's said. said yeah. Two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And um, they've been in it the same, and they said they're really enjoying it, and they're writing their own shows, and they're doing their own thing. It's it's really really nice, like a really wholesome community. Like I took my I took my daughter to a football. No, no, that's not true. I didn't take my daughter to a football match once. I was in the middle. I was in the middle of process of adopting, and I was like, oh, I'll go to the football. As I said, I was on the way there. I was like, oh, mum, I can't wait to take the kids and come and watch the football. And I got there, and it was just swearing and effing and Jeff, and I was like. <laughs> Nah, not really. But this community <laughs> yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it is Absolutely nice. Absolutely awesome. And I tell you what was nice was um, talking to Ed 
from from Sarset, they were saying about how they had the same insecurities as us. You know, like oh, our numbers good, or oh, our numbers we're not getting the downloads. It's all a bit yeah. weird. But now they're in the same position as we. Like, if five people listen, I'm happy because I'm enjoying and I'm spending an evening with my mate. Yeah. If, if I talk to five people online, if I talk to five people on Discord, it's five That'll people. Do it. that, there's, there's five people that like the game just like me. So, yeah. So really, really pleased. Um, the reason that we're giving all this love out is because we can't play this week, can we? Yeah. The our favourite Sunday night game, which is when we're talking now, is Sunday night, which is n- we'd normally be up to our knees in the Sunday night game right now, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, it's it's about half nine, so you'd have cooked me four times by now. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I've genuinely missed I missed the Sunday night game. But I would like to accurately and concisively blame uh, Dan from um, from the Sunday night game. Uh, he lives uh, in Wales somewhere. I won't disclose his actual information, but I want him to know that uh, he has been thoroughly blamed for the cancellation of tonight's game. However, he did send me a picture of himself in L- L- Lederhosen. Lederhosen. Lederhosen, because he's off to Oktoberfest, so I kind of... It's not semi, an excuse. I semi-forgive no. him. No, I don't. <laughs> I no. don't. No. no I don't forgive him for anything. He is responsible for the best part of my week, and he's <laughs> taken it away from me. <laughs> Nothing to do with the kids, spending nope. time with the wife. No, none nope. of that. No, that's, that's like fifth bit. or sixth. <laughs> <laughs> On a good week. Yeah. <laughs> Just behind getting your toenails done. Right. <laughs> So well, let's let's come on, let's talk about some D&D. So we spoke okay. about not so long ago, we spoke about some of the new books that they've dropped or are dropping. Now yeah, they dropped a week or so ago, they dropped the Wild Beyond the Witchlight book. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading it and I've been going through it and I've been having a look at it. I got the PDF version. I haven't got the, the main book yet because I'm waiting for okay. Christmas for that. But how can I describe it? I don't know. It's silly. Okay. Very sinister. Oh. There's fairies, hags, and carnival rides in it. Okay. So, I don't know really what to say. Is is it it good? It's, yes. Yes, it is. I mean, it's got singing mushrooms. It's got lots of kind of carnival capers. It's this fairy tale kind of inspired romp is the best way to describe it it's it's is it like brothers grim for dungeons yes, and dragons i was just about to say brothers Grimm. grim 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 yes grim. it is it's it, it it gets its inspiration from that kind of weird silly encounters like of like you know you know toxic marshes and kidnapped kids and you know all that kind of weird, yeah, really dark yeah, malevolent kind of hags and stuff kind of like you know <laughs> it's but it's I don't know, it's just, it's really engaging. It's like, you're kind of reading it and you're just like, this is a really silly adventure, but actually it can be really quite brutal at the same time. And I like that because it's almost like, oh, look at that fairy. That's really cool. Oh my God, it's trying to gut me. Like, it's... Right, okay. Yeah, it's... I don't want to give too much away, obviously, because obviously people want to kind of... um, Read it themselves. Read themselves. But it's based in a kind of a fairy-filled kind of Feywild. So the Feywild, you know, one of the the planes. And it's set in... um, It's it's kind of like a a place that's kind of steeped in magic and vast wilderness, and it's got kind of really weird, wild inhabitants. But it's just... 
it's, it's, it's bonkers. It's, it's bonkers and, and mental, but it, it's, it's um, the domain that it's, it's, it's focused on is a, a place called Prismere. I think I pronounced it right. And it's been basically kind of, um, it's, it's a fairly typical kind of Feywild location. However, it's been corrupted and kind of fractured into kind of three realms. And there's like three covens of hags. So again, okay. really kind of um, very much like Brothers Grimm, very much like, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. And I think the three of them, there's like, there's like the Hither, which is like a noxious swamp. There's a th- Thither, which is like a Thither. forested realm controlled by a wicked granny in the woods. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. And then Yon, which is like a mountainous region. So there's kind of three regions within this this kind of this place. And it's, yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's just a really great book. Um, What's the artwork like? Because I haven't seen it. Beautiful and mental and kind of crazy. There's kind of two new kind of um, playable races. So there's fairies and there's hair, hair givens, I think they're called. Basically hares, mm. like rabbit people. Yeah. Um, I probably said that wrong now, actually. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, there's lots of kind of, um, there's like kind of traveling fun fairs. It's kind of got that kind of traveler vibe about it. There's, okay. um, there's some really good role play mechanics um, in there. Yeah. Um, they've got the witch like carnival, which is obviously you go there and you can interact with all the different carnival attractions. Um, for instance, there's one like, um, oh, you race giant snails on a track. <laughs> or you, or there's another one where you can like outstare a cyclops. You know, there's some really kind of bonkers games within there as well. Can you um, see people picking this up and running with it as a as a long term? I want to. I think this would be a good one for the kids because it's got that kind of really good kind of yeah. charming thing. But yeah. again, there's like the evil hags and then the, the the kind of crazy singing mushrooms and whatnot. So yeah, I think okay. it's good. I think within within the book, there's kind of two Avenger hooks. Um. Uh, the first one where they kind of the the, the characters will venture into the Feywild to uncover some kind of personal um, attribute that was stolen from them as a child, um, all a bit weird. But and the second one, then you have to kind of investigate the uh, disappearance of some kind of resident from there um, yeah. on behalf of like a doddering kind of warlock. Um, very Brothers Grimm, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's 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 one picture that just like kind of went out to me. And it was like this kind of tree that was very much like, what were the tree guys called in Lord of the Rings? Ents. Yeah. There's like this kind of ents, but it's got a house on it. So it's like, huh. yeah, so like there's something living in that house. And I, I saw that picture, I thought, that's a cool picture. Like, so, yeah, I like that. Yeah, so really, really good. And it's gone very much like Candlekeep did. They kind of went away from that kind of very traditional dungeons, very traditional dragons for very traditional yeah. kind of way of, of, of having these games they've really kind of looked at something and gone right I want to take inspiration from Brothers Grimm or yeah. Hansel and Gretel and all that kind of stuff let's see how we can put that into the D&D world and I really think they've done it well it's yeah it's, you do seem to like it you it mean, is yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah it's got a tutorial area. It's got a story tracker in the book as well. But it, it's it's a must. It's a must play. Um, yeah, it's good. I, I love you it. You don't seem to be really able to sell it enough, to I've, be honest. I, I, I can't wait to get hold of the book so I can... Because I, I struggle to read it on computer because I get waylaid or whatever. But it's... Yeah. I don't know. You, you're kind of plunged into a kind of this world which is kind of half mystery. It's half magic. It's 
it's kind of like real childlike. It's going to take you back to kind of those those childlike kind of old stories that used to be read, but all of a sudden you're playing them. Yeah, but they okay. can be but they can be quite brutal as well. So, yeah, guys, I love it. I think it's a great book. I can't wait to give this a bit more of a beefier review. Uh, review, but from what I've seen so far, it's they've done an absolute sterling job. Oh, me, okay. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I love it. And yeah, right. and, and again, I think I said this with, with one of the interviews before, being a bard, it's the right level of bonkers and the right level yeah. of seriousness that I need yeah. for a game. And yeah, I can't wait to, to, to get my hands on it and start playing this uh, in the fame, in the fame light. Can't Fantastic. Wait. Well, yeah. uh, thank you very much for that, Jamie. And um, I'm, I'm going to take us on to the uh, interview now where uh, Jamie put out on the Twitterverse, uh, we were looking to get hold of a specialist on um, uh, Eberron, were we not? Mm. Yes, we were. So Jamie put this out there and uh, we, through a series of uh, phone calls and contacts and tweets and all the rest of it, we got in, t- we got in touch with a guy called Kevin Bryant. And I think and- we hit jackpot here. We really did hit jackpot. This guy knows his onions about about uh, Eberron. <laughs> and uh, we got him on the show. And, uh, well, I'll hand it over to you, Jamie, for the interview. Here we go. Okay, thanks, Lawrence, for that lovely introduction, as always. Um, we did, a while back, we did a a very late book review <coughs> excuse late. me, on Eberron. And we proper gushed over this this was amazing like, we loved this like yeah, you know, there, was, there was it was it was just a great great book and but there was so many holes in there that we didn't un- quite understand and there was bits that we couldn't work out it's what, pretty deep isn't it yeah we couldn't match up stuff so out to the twitterverse <laughs> and we got a guy and we got a guy in we got a guy in and we're really lucky we've got a we've got a gentleman to join us today who ran He's ran ca- uh, campaigns with Eberron. I think he did two groups in parallel of each other. Um, he's been on podcasts. He's done a podcast called um, uh, Flock and Awe, uh, War Machine, Horsecast. He's been on the Beast of War YouTube show. So he knows Sweet. his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he yeah. knows his stuff. So he's come on to educate me and you, Lawrence. That we're going to get an education today. We are. It is Kevin Bryant. Welcome to the show. Hello there. Hello. Are you two okay? Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. Great introduction, Kevin. He's done this before. No one asks us if we're okay. Yeah, we never get that. (laughs) I love it, man. How Um, are you guys? Do you want to sit down and discuss this? Yeah, yeah, I've got some problems I need to discuss. (laughs) Uh, Wrong chair. Wrong chair, Jane. That's the wrong chair. (laughs) So, yeah, first of all, I mean, you've just got back from holiday. You must be knackered. Um, Better today than I was yesterday. But, uh, yeah, um, it was nice just to leave the computer and the emails for for a little while so i dread to think how bad that's going to be when i look at it tomorrow <laughs> have so you not turned it on that... have you not made it go ping 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 yeah no 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 i refuse i'm still <laughs> gonna have I'm one more day holiday i'm gonna have one more day <laughs> you're right brilliant perfect right so let's get straight into it really first of all what i want to ask you really uh kev is um how, how did you originally get into kind of TTRPG, D&D? What, what was the, the thing that drew you in? Yeah. Well, um, originally, and this might show my age a little bit, I, I as a kid, um, the like the Saturday morning cartoons and that, and there was like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so with that, and can you remember the old um, Pick Your Own Adventure books? 
Yes. So many people say this on our show. Don't yeah. I? I remember them. I love these. Yeah. No, see, see that yeah. that is actually one of something I don't say it very often, but that is one of the things that got me into it as well. And Isn't I never, yeah. I don't yeah. pick it up. The fight, the, uh, the old fighting fantasy book. So, yeah. oh, uh, that's so that. good. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, Warlock from Firetop Mountain and all that. So yeah, no, uh, we're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> um, I could never get through the maze on that book. On that <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and then uh, as I got a bit older, uh, years doing the tabletop war games, whether it be uh, Games Workshop, what, uh, different yeah. uh, games on that, and then I, I got into uh, War, Mach war Machine uh, by Productive Press, Guild Ball. All those kind of different tabletop bits, but I'd always still had that um, itch that needed scratching. And about 14 or so years ago, back, um, me and a bunch of mates we were talking, and we decided, you know what, let's let's just give it a, a go. Was it? Was maybe, it? So, was, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say maybe it wasn't the best time because if you work it out, 14 years ago it was right in the middle of um, version of four, or yeah, yeah sort of four mm. e. So we went in probably at its darkest time so people claim <laughs> yeah yeah you do hear that a lot don't you yeah, that four never, didn't go down well i was never a massive fan but I, um i think because where we come from tabletop war games and it was designed more to be um similar to that yeah okay a, a fight which nowadays would take you half hour around the table would take three hours yeah seriously yeah it was quite cool. see I've, I've got no experience with four at all like yeah and, and you know now how you go right this yeah you've either got advantage disadvantage or they cancel out and that's about as much as it goes yeah imagine back then going right i put this ability on so that gives you plus three on for that one and then they put the second on that which gives them minus two on for that and then and literally you could we could put four or five six different markers on one model and you had to work out the net total of all of these. Oh, uh, I haven't got the mathematical skills for that, I'm afraid. <laughs> or the patience. Yeah, or the patience, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's that's sort of where that all came from. And um, yeah, from since then, I've been carrying on. And what you said about the parallel campaigns, they're still going at the moment. One's with some mates online. Um, and I think I'm about 20 sessions into that one. And the other one that I'm playing face-to-face though at the start of the year we had to go remotely because of the health yeah. situations uh we're uh, into over 40 sessions of that wow what's what sort of and, levels are you looking at what you know what the what character levels are you up to there after um, 40 sessions 40 sessions they're just coming up to level uh the level seven uh, another two or three they'll probably hit level eight yeah perfect I'd, yeah I'd, I'd rather let people have time to learn what each yeah. level does the abilities spells and the interactions rather than just go each session and you get a level and you get a level no mm. that's do you know what? It's so funny you say stuff. that because that's something I'm going through right now because I, I won't get into it, but we did a podcast a while back and we were level, it, basically, long story short, we leveled up very quickly. But the truth is, yeah, I didn't really, I really didn't know how to use the character very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's interesting that an experienced DM like yourself would say that, that, um, that uh, you know, it's best to let them uh, uh, l learn their own ways. So, what, what let, to, to pin you down a little bit? What is it that got? What? Why is it that Eberron is is your favourite? Um, I just like the the mixture of it in in um, in the world of how they've taken all these different um, uh, 
Oh, I can't feel the right word. Um, um, genres? Genres, that's the correct word, yeah. Um, all the different genres and plug, plug them together. So let me put it this way, right? Um, if, if you wanted to, in Ebron, you could have a standard um, Lost Minds of Pandela hack, um, adventure fantasy, not a problem. Yeah. But in the, but in the same world, you can have a city where you could be uh, fighting some crooks on a on an airship that's slowly crashing into a tower above the city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a bit mad. Yeah, a sort of uh, a la kind of the um, old Batman cartoons. Yeah. But, yeah. Rather than the, but rather than the blimps, it's a ship with um, circles of magical energy going around it as it's slowly uh, drifting through the skies. Yeah. You can have, you can have um, going through a, ma- a massive grass fields where suddenly dinosaurs appear and start start harassing you. Um, you can have murder mysteries on a lightning uh, on the lightning rail. Like um, noir, it's as, a bit more noir, like... Yeah, and so you can have all these different things, and it's all within that one setting. So it just, it just mixes up, or if you get an idea, if you're like, one Saturday afternoon, you've been watching an Agatha Christie, and you think, <laughs> you know what, I reckon I could tweak that and, and see what the party uh, make of that. It was a bit of a mystery. Yeah, because it does, it does very much remind me of um, the word I'm looking for. Uh, did you ever play the game on Xbox? I think it was called Dishonored, where it was very... Like Jack the Ripper, old yeah. Yeah. London, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but modern. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're driving at. I, I know what you're driving at. The word is steampunk, or I don't know. What yes, kind of... it is. It is very, very Victorian steampunk. But what you do, these sort of automatons or this uh, new automatic, uh, automated contraption, but rather than having a big um, steam engine as you would for like um, it's in that imagery replace that steam engine with a big shiny crystal and chuck a few rooms around it uh, and, and that's how it's powered and that's how it's powered wow so sorry just to add just can throw one more question in there is it is it is ebron an inf- infinite amount of ideas and it it can just be anything you want or is there a finite amount of ideas in it and it really is you know it has borders to it and it is lots of different things but it is a set amount of different things is that if you know what i mean um i would say within what you guys would probably ever play in one campaign if you went all the way from level one to level 20 or even beyond mm. I, th- I would say it's probably um infinite really yeah yeah um yeah you, would you say the sword coast is infinite or would it have limitations yeah yeah uh, that, that's a fair enough answer yeah. yeah yeah no i understand yeah and again you can um, pick up, say, Candlekeep Mysteries, and it even says at the start of Candlekeep that uh, some of the great libraries in Ebron and Greyhawk that you can transpose the yeah. library to be in, and so you can you can use those books again as uh, uh, if you if you need um, some filler or some yeah yeah because for a party. To be fair, that's my favourite part of that book because I do I love Candlekeep, but like the, mm-hmm. that's my favourite passage. In that book, or the the sentence is, "This library can be anywhere." It yeah, drop yeah, anywhere. yeah. Um, so where, where? I mean, you kind of answer it a bit, but where would does Eberron sit within traditional D and D? Whereabouts <laughs> is it? Kind of. Okay. Um, before I before I go into that, before I go into that, um, I'm going to rewind a little bit to just give you some of the background because yep. it, may, it may make more sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
basically, um, in 2002, Wizard of the Coast did a competition to create a new world to the just to the public. Okay. And a gentleman called Keith Baker won it. And as part of that, he then worked with Wizard of the Coast to develop and expand and create this world. Yeah. And in about two, um, 2004, it got released um, for 3.5. Uh, 3. That's right. And then in uh, 2009, it came out for 4th uh, edition and then 2018 for uh, 5e. So it's, it's a... A world that Wizard of the Coast never sort of had any direct input until it was already created. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. a bit like yeah. a, a bit like Wild Mount with Matt Mercer and Critical Role. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so the way they went around doing this, because um, you know the kind of the picture in the player's handbook and the. Um, Dungeon, uh, Dungeon Master's Guide, where they show the universe, where you've got the material plane, the shadow yeah, veil, the fade world, yeah. right? And that, that big sort of spoke wheel. This is not part of that um, setup. Oh, it's really? In its right. own, it's in its own bubble universe. Okay. And the theoretically, nothing from the the larger universe can get in, and conversely, nothing can get out theoretically. Yeah. So if you read um, in Tasha's um, Cauldron of Everything, in the Artificer section, there was a picture of a gnome on the top of a train with a, a gun and a, like a. And I've forgotten the name of that uh, that character off the top of my head, but he originally came from Eberron and somehow managed to get into the bigger world and is uh, like a weaponsmith for for the rich and famous. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I've forgotten the, the character's name at the moment, so I apologise. No, but, I, can't, um, I can't help you either, actually. Um, but it's very rare for those. Um, but at the same point, if, say, um, um, one of the the big demons from the Forgotten Realms, um, I don't know, Orcus, for example, suddenly came into this, into Eberron, he, people wouldn't know who he is or wouldn't be able to yeah, worship him. Yeah. So it's a case of like I'm this I'm the lord of all of this. It's like, no, you're not. We don't if, know who you if you are. say so, mate. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's quite funny you yes. say that because like I've played a few games which are traditional D and D, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Soul Coast, Neverwinter, all that kind of stuff, and we've had artificers. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's true. Pretty much, uh, that's when they're introduced, isn't it, from everyone? So, but that's yeah, they've. Just come over, haven't they? That's because it's well, again, well, it's it, again, it's theatre of the mind, really. I, it, so, yeah. that, that, I mean, that's what it boils down to. I realise, you know, the rules in the game say this, but you know, people aren't going to listen, and you know, that, <laughs> what, that's what comes out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, originally, um, when they were created Eberron, because of that steampunk mentality, they got inspired to create the um, artificer. Yeah. Artifice. But once they realised that, they went, well, these other worlds would also have blacksmiths and engineers and mechanics that have built ships or built cranes yeah yeah so why wouldn't they um so yeah it's not too far um out of out of imagination that greyhawk or um Faerun would have w uh, wouldn't have these classes as well so that's not too much of a problem yeah, yeah. um but yes we um but just going back because it was this bubble universe Rather than having those um, 
elemental planes and then the um, shadow fell and fave, and all of those kind of things, yeah. like the normal setup. They've got uh, 12 or 13 um, planes that orbit um, Eberron. And it's like, here's the plane of fire, here's the plane of ice, here's the plane of the dead, here's yeah. the hmm. plane. Of, but anything that is fire-related, whether it be an angel, a devil, or a demon, or whatever, can all inhabit the plane of fire. Yeah. And so it's, it's rather than go, this is the place where all the angels live, and here's the place where all the demons live. It's very um, pick and mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah. again, it makes it a little bit um, different there. So how would you how would you go about introducing uh, a traditional Neverwinter D and D player to the region? How, how would you do that? Um, the easy easy bit would be um, well, like all of these uh, source books, uh, there is a a level one um, beginner's adventure at the back of the book anyway. Yeah. Which I um, always love, those beginner's adventures. Yes. Um, but uh, I would start, because they give so much information as a DM inside this book anyway, start in the, sit in the city of Sharn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this massive, massive um, hive city with all these towers and um, bridges and overpasses, um, uh, the sewer system, there's so much there. I mean, some of these towers, the walls are so thick because they just go up for miles. These walls could be like 200 feet thick <laughs> just on the wall. So you can have whole societies and you can have a whole dungeon crawl in a secret passage you found in a wall and just do that if you want to. Ebron's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. It's absolutely yes. bonkers. Um, uh, just one, one bit I, I, um, I did want, I, uh, just looking at my little uh, sketchpad notes here, one thing I did want to say about Ebron, which is a, a cool thing for um, for the DMs as well to play with. Uh, well, two, there's two things about Ebron uh, compared to most of the um, other worlds. One, it's, um, it's very wide magic, not high magic. What I mean by that is, um, in, like in the City of Sharn, there'll be streetlights that have... Um, spells on them to light up and have eternal flame spells on so it's them. It's almost like very functional uh, they, magic. Yeah. Yes. You'll you'll have uh, what they call uh, mage rites. Um, so locksmiths or artists or repairers that yeah um, yeah a locksmith might turn up as well as his normal toolkit to try and um, open a safe or whatever. He actually knows the knock spell. Even though he's, oh. he's not a wizard per se, he yeah. spent three years at college yeah. and he knows how to do that ritual. Um, so if, yeah, if you don't have it, you could always hire a specialist to uh, in certain situations. Um, so there's there's a lot of things like that. I, um, I... Don't, don't expect huge wizards throwing um, continents around. <laughs> so, I yeah. like that though. I like having, you, you know, imagine like, Going through all the spells and going, oh, that'd be handy if I need to peel spuds. If I need to, yeah, you know, yeah. if I want to be a chef <clears throat> or I need this spell. That's quite like quite. Well, well very yeah. very often we speak to uh, a guy called uh, Nick Shepley who is uh, with uh, Verse Online. Well, he created Verse Online, yeah. didn't he? And he, the, I would say that Eberron and Arklands are the absolute polar extremes, aren't they? Yeah, Eberron is full of magic of all kinds, small but full of it, whereas. Uh, Arklands and Verse Online is is very rare, rare magic, but, but big magic. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's yeah. polar extremes. 
I mean, one of the silly things that my party uh, that I uh, deal with around the table uh, have in their home is this item called a cleansing stone. All it is, you know, like the um, cermaturgy spell where you can just take the dirt off your clothes. Yeah. It's a stone that just does that. In the, um, they sometimes it's standard in public areas so people can clean themselves. But they, yeah. like, they, at them as they walk in to use the stone. And so they all have to ultimately reach out, touch it to clean themselves off so they don't get the house dirty. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's it's silly little things like that that just give that low level magic across the place, and yeah. then you've got like the lightning rail with the airships, all that kind of stuff on top. Yeah, and and then the other bit is the traditional um, perception of what races and creatures and that are good and evil. Throw it out the, out the out the door. So, so uh, um, by that you mean that there isn't any traditional breakdown between sort of left and right, as it were. You can have it whatever you like. So I could, I could theoretically, uh, the party go through this, um, these corridors in in the sewer system, coming to um, meet someone to uh, that they've been invited for discourse, and it turns out to be a beholder. Yeah. Who is has good alignment because I want it to. Yeah. Or they. Or they could meet a gold dragon, who's evil. Yeah, yeah. You right. can, you can do whatever you like. So if the it's down to the party, to rather than just automatically going, oh, they're orcs, they must be bad. We're going to hit them. So you can't assume in Ebron. You just cannot assume. No. Love that. Yeah, I do like that. So yeah. As, as, a, as a DM, it's so great as to do that. Going, what are you going to do, lads? Are yeah, I mean, I mean, the freedom <laughs> must be amazing for you, you for, know, like yourself. The freedom to have, you know, how cool would it be to have uh, a kobold who is actually a good guy, a, a good guy who's going to help you down the sewer system? Like, it would it'd be brilliant. <laughs> Because in, in, in traditional D&D, it just wouldn't happen. Like, Because I know they're trying to take the word um, like race out of D&D now, and they're trying to like align uh, like orcs that possibly they're good. But Tolkien and every other you know writer in, since the history of the mm -hmm. dawn of time has drilled it into our brain that orcs are bad, and that's the end of it. So you can, do, you can well, say whatever you want, yeah. but only in Eberron can you get away with this stuff. Yeah, even in the history of Eberron, uh, there was one stage in the, in, in the history of it where uh, literally a load of demons and um, creatures invaded the world and it was a bunch of orc druids that sealed them away so yeah. even right in the history yeah. the orcs did a good thing so it, it just yeah, I mean you could if, theoretically although it really might mess my players heads up <laughs> if I if they suddenly met a group of lawful good um, um, illithrids or mind flayers that they yeah. only they only use prisoners that are on a uh, sentence to death for their spawning. Um, Love it. <laughs> I like that idea. I'm just going to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> it's design build here. That's it, yeah. So what what would you say? Because we were talking about this uh, earlier on. You said about the uh, the original Eberron came out around three point five. Yeah. What is what is the main difference between the, the three point five and now the modern one that we know? And play uh, fifth edition. I can't. I can't tell you much about three point five. Okay. But um, I have got the fourth edition book. Okay. And and the history and the map uh, maps and the all of that is very much the same. It is 
they've literally said, right, here's all the history. Um, basically, the main continent, um, a large part of it was um, was run by humans. Then the king died. The five kids all had a squabble. Um, yeah. They were each in charge of a different um, country within that. 100-year war. And then something happened to one of the countries where this massive, weird fog emanated and stopped at its borders and people were mutated or just didn't come out of it and after that all the other countries went hmm hang on a minute let's 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 take a breather <laughs> and this is this this is happening basically this is the now, then everyone as you play it uh or as they recommend you start is about two years after that event called the morning mm -hmm. um and it's almost um if you imagine like the cold war so Technically, all the countries are at peace, but, but they're all still they heavily armed, sort of thing. Or, or rearming, or getting spies, or um, yeah. regrouping. Um, yeah, there's so again, that's another angle you can totally do just a a um, a mystery thing to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause so yeah, because that was something I wanted to ask. Actually, is that we didn't write it down, and I forgot to kind of write it down in the questions beforehand. But like. In there, there's there's things like like dragon marks and and factions. Oh, yes. What are the factions yeah. and things like that in in Eberron? Is, is there things like that? Yes. Yeah. Basically, um, again, um, people and races are more nationally aligned rather than racially aligned. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so it's not a case of oh, all the elves are good friends. It's uh, you're from Sire or you're from Breland or you're. Um, uh, and that's how they identify themselves. Yeah. Um, there's it, on the main continent that this is based on, uh, Culver, there's 17 uh, nations or regions. Some of them, during the war, they split themselves off a off the main kind of country and declared independence, or these were bit parts that weren't part of the human empire to, to begin with. Yeah. Um, so there's like a dwarf kingdom. There's a couple of bits with elves. There's a there's a whole uh, country which is basically run by monsters and hags and werewolves and it's just a, a whole monster mafia as one of my uh, players called it yeah do you um, so, sorry Kevin go ahead mate yeah so you, you've got all of these there, so um, they're all different um, kind of regions I'm not going to go into it now each one because uh, there's quite but, a lot in there like I said there's 17 and the book does describe them the bit I liked most about in those books was uh, when you looked at each country so it told you roughly how the people from that that area traditionally dressed and how they viewed certain other countries yeah. because during the war that some of them had more uh, aggro with one than another so there was uh, that was always nice to, just for a new player to get an idea of the feel and, and alignment yeah. yeah yeah okay um so for you personally just one last question are we still good for time are we yeah, have time okay, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say so for, for you is 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 Eberron, um like a bit of an evolution of of, of classical D anD D, or is it more of a it's just it's just left of or right of D anD D, you know, or or is it or have you decided that now nah, everyone's for me now? I think it's better than classical D anD D in your opinion. You know, how do you see it? Um, I I wouldn't say it's it's better or worse. I just mm -hmm. prefer the steampunk nature of it. Yeah. And again, if in the book, uh, these um, 
the amount of detail uh, when it goes into the city of Shan with all the districts um, and the levels and the and the regions within it, and it tells and it's not just a case of like, oh, here's uh, middle uh, Dora region. It's inside that there are these places, and the this is what it's like, and it, and there's so many tables that you can what the shops like in there and, and the bars in this place and the, the twelve different dragon mark houses and the hmm. four crime syndicates. There is so much meat there as a DM that you can just pick and choose what you want and uh, I, just about the dragon mark houses just to uh, give you a better feel for those in the fluff they're not allowed to own um, land so they can't be their own nations yeah. but they have they have representatives in all of the countries it, it's best if you think of them as corporations okay. so you've kind of got like um Disney in America and Europe and Asia and yeah they have right, okay, offices yeah. and so a Dragon Mark house might not be evil but there might be one or two people that you have dealings with that could be good could be evil because yeah. you might have those up and comers or the power hungry people within that corporation just representing the, the the house so to speak yes it's very rich isn't it it's very rich yeah. I, I, oh, I do yes I, I do i do like it you, you you're pitching it well i mean i've had <laughs> i've had some small dealings mm. with it earlier on but yeah, nothing on your scale and um yeah it's it, it is it's it, it sounds beautiful yeah um, and yeah just and yeah sort of the war forge came from there that's right. um again there's uh, there's really fun uh, changelings if you want to be uh play mystique do a changeling monk for example um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, um, shifters, which are kind of like watered down like cancer for crow, um, werewolves. I can't say the word. Um, yeah, it's where they can um, adapt those bestial forms. It's, it's just, yeah. oh, there's just so much. Yeah. It is amazing. My, my youngest, because my out, out of my two mm. kids, my youngest is the one with the with the real kind of imagination. He's he's forever kind of DMing bits and mm. pieces with me. But he picked up this book. Flick through, found the Warforge, and that was it. That was it. He got the dice out, and he's rolled a character. He absolutely loves his Warforge. Yeah, just... and then if you look in the monster section at the very back, there's a Warforge um, Titan and Warforge Colossus. Yes, the Titan's yeah. equivalent of a, um, a golem, and the Colossus is so big that you could fight within its frame. Jesus, <laughs> man, I love it. Well, listen, we could we could we could talk about we could talk about this all night. We really could. Oh, but Kevin, oh, yes. I, I'm going to pin you down because uh, we sent you we we've given you a little bit of time to think about this, and we've asked you, mm -hmm. as we do all of our guests, to pick a magical item that of your home own brood. a homebrewed of your own design, and um and tell us who would be your dream table, your dream Eberron table. Yes, sorry, yeah, I should make it more specific. Dream Eberron table, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, for my uh, magic item. Um, this is one I used uh, for a group a while back, actually. Um, I called, um, name wasn't particularly original, but it was the Horseshoes, a Horseshoe of Speedy Travel. Okay. Basically, it's like, it's like an old rusty horseshoe, uh, but you throw it on the ground, and once per day, you can cast the Phantom Steed spell. Okay. Nice. Um, but because if you read the Phantom Steed, the creature for that hour can be look like anything you want so if you wanted to it suddenly transforms into a uh, a racing snail from the never-ending story if you wanted to. <laughs> um, <Falcor>. yeah <laughs> um yeah it's just 
yeah, it, it just takes the form that you want it to be. But uh, it's, yeah, you can make it rare, you can make it um, attuned if you want. Um, but yeah, it's just a nice item just to give the players a little bit of uh, customising on, on its yeah. appearance. Poetic licence. Mm. I like it. it. Not, not, not too many people can have access to that spell, so it's... It's a nice way of just giving it out a little bit. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Good like that one. And your table. Okay, my table. I, I was thinking about this, right? I've uh, I've gone for um, for the DM for this for this table. Uh-huh. I, I've got down as Hugo Mayert, also known as Tregar from Nightmare. Oh, yes. Oh, I don't know. That was, it was an old show, wasn't it? Um... Yeah. Where the kids, uh, the kids. I remember yes. that. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. On the kids show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hugo. Yeah, what was so, his name? Tregar. Um, was the character's name, but uh, Hugo um, uh, Myatt. Hugo Myatt. Yeah. Yeah, I um, remember um, that. That was was that is that yeah. is that ninety is that like a late eighties? Oh, it was a great late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, man. Yeah, so that, he's the, he's he's the DM. <laughs> nice. That's a good call. I like that. That's well out there. Yeah, uh, just the way he used to ham it up on those shows. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, and then just as a personal, because he is a god to me anyway, Rick Mail. Oh, as an, yes. As an Oath of Glory paladin. <laughs> so he's giving it the full Lord Flashheart. Yeah. I am the chosen one. Yes. Got a bosh stuck on my foot. No, God, not going to get the whiff off. <laughs> yeah, literally, I am God's champion character. Um, Freddie Mercury as a, a um, College of uh, Valabard. Yeah. Right, this is ridiculous. Hang on. Can I j- just stop you for a sec? Rick Mail, that is an absolute stroke. We must have had 15 or 20 of these tables, right? I can't believe no one's chosen Rick Mail. He's perfect <laughs> for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is one that's a little bit weird. Um, Professor Brian Cox, just as, as a wizard. Brilliant. This is insane. Good table, man. So you know, like how he's like, "Oh, isn't science amazing?" And all this like, just change the word "science" to "magic." because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, magic is dead big. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can change the universe. Isn't it amazing? Um, <laughs> and everyone's going, "Yeah, of course it is, Brian." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, and this one, um, they are known already as a real geek, uh, famous for, um, in the kind of the um, World of Warcraft um, fandom and everything. Yeah. Ronda Rousey as a way of the open hand monk. Nice. Ronda Rousey, is the she into... MMA, uh... the MMA. Yeah, I know yeah. Ronda Rousey is, wow. but she's is she into... Um... Oh, yes. When they did the, um, like, the 20-year anniversary uh, um, video they did last year or something, wow. or the year before, she cool. was on that. That's mad. I didn't know she was into that. That's awesome. Do, mm. do you know what? I, Solid. I, 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 I'm going to say it. I think that's that's my favourite table so far. I'm not blowing smoke up your bum. That That's my favourite table. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, thank you. That was really good. <laughs> well, Kevin, it's been an absolute pleasure. It um, really has. I've learned so much more than the original <laughs> flip through the book. Yeah. Um, I, I need to go and have a lay down. I know, it's a lot to absorb, <laughs> isn't it? That's what happens yeah, when you get an expert on. Yeah. Uh, it's it is a book I've read many times to just and the the little newspaper uh, 
articles they have dotted throughout the book have so much fun things you can just pick out and pick and choose in that as well. They're just they're worth reading as well. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, do you know what? I think we're gonna have to once because I think we've we've kind of got so many campaigns on the go. We might have to rein them in. I know. And start again. I know. And go ever on. Go ever on. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> we're gonna do it. No worries. I'm well, sold. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for giving us uh, your time. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Good luck with opening your emails tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh. We'll, be thinking, we'll be thinking of you. Yeah, I will. I will. I, I really don't will. Want to. <laughs> don't make me. And um, what we'll do is uh, when we drop this, we make sure that we tag Kevin's um, uh, Twitter account. So if anyone wants to go and ask him questions. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm presuming they can. I'm just saying. Cool. <laughs> <'Cause laughs> we just it. sold his abilities. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So if people want to um, talk to me, um, I'm fairly easy to get hold of. Um, if not, I'm there on on uh, Facebook. It's, Perfect. Um, again, I, I don't hide my name. It's uh, I am who I am. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Cheers. Cheers.